In yoga, we learn about the ancient science of the chakras. These are immensely profound tools for bringing more balance into your life. Angelus is a contemporary chakra workbook that will help you align with these seven energy centers along your spine. Welcome to the Yoga Hacks podcast, where we take yoga off the mat and bring it into our daily living. We have an incredible guest on the podcast today. Her name is Erica Jago. She is a yoga teacher, a designer, an author, and she has a brand new book that's coming out. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. I'm a huge fan of all the work that you've done on the Chakras 2 online, and I think what you have for your offerings is incredible for people who uh, want to learn their own systems as a way to transform any sort of pain or suffering they have in their lives and use that as a way to connect to their purpose. So what the book is that I'm working on with my co-author Rose Vanderkamp is an art book that uses visually powerful images and emotionally connected yoga sequences as a way to get you to transform that pain into uh, a purpose. So Erica, do you want to tell our listeners what the chakras are, just in case they miss the chakra challenge or they're kind of <laughs> new to all of this uh, lingo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, the chakras, they, they can be mysterious, but they don't have to be. And they are centers of consciousness along the spine that when you focus on them, it can open up your experience, not only in your life and your relationships, but it can transform the relationship you have with yourself. And there's seven of them. Uh, the very first one, the root chakra, starts at the base of the spine, and they travel all the way up to the very crown of your head. And for me, they've personally helped me through some of the toughest times in my life. So Erica's first book, The Art of Attention, was co-authored with Elena Brower, and it's just gorgeous if you don't have a copy of it. And there's also Art of Attention cards, which I'm now lucky enough to own. And similar to how the style of Art of Attention was just it's so beautiful. We'll put links below so people can check it out. But Angelus, the new book, is is similar, right? You're you're using artwork and photography and storytelling to to try to help people get in touch with the chakras on an intuitive level. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Uh, we know that yoga teaches us about the ancient science of the chakras. They are definitely immensely profound tool if you want to ignite that inner journey. But a lot of things that are out there right now are really based around the intellect of the chakras. And so what we wanted to do was put together um, seven chapters. Each chapter is based on one chakra at a time and then compile all of the most valuable and effective practices that I've taught in the yoga room and on my retreats into this experience of seeing and feeling the chakras as you step into those visual worlds. Beautiful. And I think my next question, because I'm sure people are curious about this, is just what drew you to the chakra system? Because there's so many ways we can view the body. And I'm curious mm -hmm. why you so fully believe, because again, this is all subtle energy, guys. So we can't like see it or x-ray or know for sure. So there's yeah. an element of trust that goes in. Why the chakra system? Like, what drew you to it and why is it so powerful for you? Um, well, I love this question because the chakras to me are, are metaphors and I learn best through metaphors. And when I started to understand that there's seven different worlds that we can step into, you know, these vortices of energy that are along the spine, I saw that as a magnificent opportunity to use as a teaching tool. It's a, a way to tell a story as we're in the poses. It's a way to help people grasp um, mysticism at a level that's 
almost sort of like a fairy tale when, when you describe it in, in the story type of ways. What we've done in this story is we're telling it from the viewpoint of a heroine. And, and we want you to join her as she moves from the very base of her spine up to the crown of her head. So the story over the seven chakra, over the seven, seven chapters goes through seven rooms of her house. And it's a metaphor for her body. So she starts with the root chakra in her bedroom where she's um, weak and broken and she doesn't know how to take care of herself. And you're beckoned to join her as she learns to get enough sleep, um, feed herself three regular uh, meals a day, think positive thoughts, exercise. And then that that you know that you're balancing the root chakra. And then say if you go all the way up into the third eye, this part of the story she, she found a key on the floor with a blinking eye and this key opens the attic of her mind and she goes up into her mind and she sees all of her mental capacities here of her thinking. And then she sees long forgotten dreams. She has old photo albums that she goes through and she learns to organize those old dreams that she forgot about when she was a child and then use that as a vision for her third eye. Got it. So I'm going to ask you now some user questions <laughs> that have come up from, from people in our Facebook group. Guys, if you're not a member of the Facebook group, it's completely free to join. And we're always chatting about everything yoga. So if you're yoga obsessed, go join the Facebook group. It's yoga hacks, community, H-A-C-K-S.com. We'll redirect you and I can approve you. But what you just talked about, I thought was a great segue into this question that someone asked in the Facebook group. And they said, what is the best way to keep our chakras balanced? And someone else chimed in and said, do the chakras need to be cleansed? So when we think of like the girl going into the attic and she's, you know, maybe looking at these old photos, like is the heroine going through a journey and all her chakras, chakras were sort of unbalanced and, she, and together we heal them with her on the story? through the story or mm -hmm. kind of how does that work or just what do you tell people? Cause I think people have this very strong conception that like your chakras can be unbalanced and what do we do to fix it? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's true. Um, well, the chakras are the work of, of moving from dark to light and light to dark. So when your chakras are out of balance, you're going to experience darkness, which is pain and suffering in your lives. And this pain is not something that you hide from. You know, this is rather a sign or some sort of indication that you need to move inward, that you're somehow moving further away from your center. And the more we resist this pain, like in the in the third chakra, that darkness might be a negative thought towards herself or aggression towards herself and her thinking. So when you catch yourself, when you have the consciousness or the awareness to catch yourself, then you're able to flip into the light of it and, and make a choice at that point. And that's, the, that's what we're trying to inspire. Uh, and that's why Angelus is designed in this way to help you rely on the chakras as a guide to embrace that pain so that you can transform it into your purpose. But when it comes to the sense of cleansing, you know, about do the chakras need to be cleansed, the cleansing of that is forgiving yourself for that negative thought. The cleansing is letting it go, letting that negative thought go rather than letting it perpetuate and get worse and worse and worse because that's actually how you get further from your center. So the cleansing is really your own ability to release the pain so that it can reset. I love what you're saying about cleansing because... I, when I saw people asking this question, do the chakras need to be cleansed? I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like, I was like visualizing doing like neti or something, you know, like seems like you need to like <laughs> swish salt water and you're like, like they're like full of toxins or something. Right. And what you're saying is like, no, 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 no. Like we're not cleansing them in that way. Your definition of cleansing the chakras is just like a continual forgiveness of ourselves, a continual um, I just, I love that, like not beating ourselves up basically is the bottom line. 
Yeah, I mean, there's one thing that's guaranteed in this life. You're going to have dishardship. You're going to get a broken heart. You're going to have dissatisfaction. You're going to find negativity. But the transfer point is when you actually let that go and release it, which is harder than you think, and then actually choose the light again. And that's, again, the light to dark, dark to light work of the chakras. Let's go back to keeping our chakras balanced for a moment because in our Facebook group, someone chimed in and I really related to her comment. She said, when I think about the chakras and the qualities of the chakras, I feel like I'm out of balance in like every single chakra, you know, because the chakras mm. kind of govern these different aspects of our lives. Is that mm. a common thing to feel? Because she was like, I could relate to the the imbalances of all of these, like first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with me, too. And I and the way that I started to rely on the chakra system and to bring more balance into my life was I started to see where was I reaching outside of myself for my own source of safety, for my own source of love? Where was I giving my power away? And when you start to see these cords of energy where it's like, it depends on this person and what they think of me before I know I'm worthy. Well, I can go right into my third chakra. I can place my hands on my third chakra and I can start to fill that place up with my own love and my own attention to become my own source of self-esteem. You know, so when it comes even to the sense of safety, um, when we're relying on someone else to pay our bills or relying on someone else to make sure we eat three meals a day, that's you outsourcing. And that would and be the first than, chakra, right? That would be the first chakra, yeah. So then you, you, you notice it. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Because, this, because I have anger in my life, because this person didn't live up to my expectation or this person didn't deliver what I needed, I know that that's a sign to go in and fill myself up and become my own source. So it's really about finding yourself. I love this. So it's normal to relate to the imbalances of all the chakras, but our clue for where we might want to focus first is where we're reaching outside of ourselves to get our needs met. And if that's in the area of love or self-esteem, it's like third and fourth chakra. And if it's in the area of like taking care of ourselves and personal safety, it's like first chakra, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Right. Yeah. And, and the, the girl who was saying that she felt all of her chakras were out of balance, that right there to me is a big opportunity for transformation because if, if she's already acknowledging that, then, then there's a real chance for her to go in and to find why is she perpetuating more pain in her life? Why is she, why is she choosing things that are only keeping her out of balance? Well, probably because that's her comfortable. That's where she feels most comfortable and it's too scary for her to go in, you know, and, and all of us are scared sometimes to go in and start to take responsibility for ourselves and that's what this book is designed to do is to really guide you on that journey in so this is great because beautiful segue into one of the other questions that came up in the facebook group someone asked how do the chakras manifest when they're out of balance how can we manage them and if we know one is out of balance should we try to just work on that one or should we try to work with all of them um (laughs) and and i I think this is is a really great question because when we're talking about out of balance what i love how you just keep it simple it's like there's darkness and there's light right so out of balance just means you're you're moving in the dark direction and imbalance means you're in the light which by your definition would mean i'm taking full responsibility myself right Mm -hmm. for for how i feel um can you talk more to this this out of balance and how to manage Hmm, I love this question. 
uh, again, I'm going to go back to pain. When you are experiencing pain or dissatisfaction or suffering in your life, then you know that there's something that's out of balance. Now, choosing which chakra to, to focus on is what I love about Angelus the most is that we've broken down each chapter focuses on one chakra at a time. And then we've said, what are the three main things that this chakra is trying to teach you? For example, in the third chakra, we want you to learn transformation. Uh, how transformation is uh, sometimes a painful process. It literally means pulling your guts up out of your mouth sometimes. Um, how can you use a yoga practice to support you? It has to do with self-esteem. If you're feeling low worth or you don't know how to value yourself, then you would go in and practice the sequence in Chapter 3. Um, Another example would be for the mudlahara, the root chakra. If you're not, uh, if it's hard for you to take care of yourself, um, if your inner brat's acting up and you can't get yourself to bed on time, or you're eating junk food and you won't uh, refuse to eat vegetables, then I would focus on the the first chakra, which probably means uh, resting a lot. So doing the restorative practice to feel safe. Because if you're not able to take care of yourself, there's probably a safety issue. So how can you safeguard your house? How can you uh, put up rules for yourself so you go to bed on time? Um, these are boundaries too, and that's what the first one uh, steps or the first chapter focuses on. And so that's what we're hoping to do with this book is to give even a beginner an easy entry point into each one of these worlds. So by doing specific yoga sequences, it seems that I can I can balance the chakras and the sequences are, that you suggest are different for each chakra because mm -hmm. the book is in the viewpoint of balancing them. Yeah, that's what is a big initiative in the book is to make sure that you will become this self-reliant person that, that's able to move something as, as heavy and as hard sometimes as the pain and the suffering that we're going through and transform that into a bigger purpose because that really is the only way to get to know yourself is to go through these, these spiritual lessons. And then to end each chapter with a creative exercise that lets, lets you have insight into what it is that you're learning because we truly believe that art, um, especially visually powerful art, is a way to enhance this uh, transformation. So let's talk about some of the different aspects of the chakras because this was something people were very curious about and I think this would be a great time in our time together to maybe go mm. through each of the chakras quickly because I think that would be really fun for our listeners. So mm -hmm. in Facebook, people wanted to know why do different sounds vibrate in different chakras? And I think this would be fun for us to talk about. And then mm -hmm. people were also just curious about the stones and the oils and even crystals and how you'd actually use those in a balancing practice. Mm. So maybe let's start with the sounds and okay. maybe we can go through each chakra and you can tell us a little bit your definition of the chakra or your, how you would explain it since everyone's mm -hmm. already heard plenty from me. And, <laughs> um, and then the, the, the seed sound or what you want to share with us in terms of vibration for each one. Mm -hmm. So when you think of vibrations and you think of the frequencies of each one of the chakras, the root chakra is the longest and slowest wavelength of all of the chakras. And it makes sense because it's associated with the element of earth. If you compare that with the sixth chakra, which is the element of light, nothing moves faster than light. And, and you can even tell by the way that our thoughts are, that our thoughts can travel as quick as possible, right? The monkey mind into the past and project into the future. So already you have a good spectrum of what the wave and the frequencies are doing from each one. When we use seed vowels like lam, bam, ram, and we start to focus on each one of them, uh, a good practice that I like to do, which is kind of weird, is to just bring my attention to the very base of the spine and repeat lam, 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 lam. 
love <laughs> and you can go really deep and really slow and then you can go all the way up to the third eye which is ohm and and then start to be like And the reason why we use sound in this very effective way is because I said light travels the fastest, well sound travels the second fastest. So if you're really looking at up-leveling your vibration and changing the frequency of your cells, just by changing the sound and using sound as a currency, you can travel even faster and you can transform even quicker. So so each chakra has a, vibra- a vibration and if the root chakra is vibrating at the slowest level or frequency, let's say, and Ajna um, is, is one of the higher ones. Are the ones in between just gradually increasing in frequency as we move up the spine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just it's a scale. It goes from the longest and the slowest to the highest and the fastest. So will you go through with us just the name of each chakra, the associations, or how you'd just describe it in a sentence or two, and the sound for it? To travel through the chakra system using sound, we begin at the very base of the spine with LAM, L-A-M. And the root chakra is the energy that helps keep us grounded, you know, connected to the earth. And I would just simply repeat that a couple of times uh, with the eyes closed. One of the oils that I use to enhance the, the root chakra is I do a blend of Hawaiian sandalwood with ginger and cinnamon leaf. And I just put that on the um, on my finger and rub it on right below my belly button, or I take a big breath in and put it on the soles of my feet. So that's one way to work. The second chakra is the sound of VAM, V-A-M. And you'll just place your hands right below your belly and turn your attention into that reservoir of energy, that special intelligence of the navel. And the oils that really help enhance this would be um, something really sweet like tangerine or wild orange and then matching that with bergamot which still has something that's very grounded but has that citrus smell Um, even eating fruits like um, that are like mango is really good for the second chakra Uh, I love working with the second chakra this is one of my favorite places to focus on I think all of us have um, some real growth and learning to do here and tell us a little bit about each chakra just in case listeners are unfamiliar with the system so uh, first chakra's association is associated with our safety, right? Sense of safety, um, being able to take care of ourselves. And then second chakra is our sexuality, our creativity. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this is a moment to let go of control. So you can really let go of things and help to release things in the second chakra so that you start to attract things in. So think of the element of water. You know, it's, it's a very heavy and dense property in the body, but at the same time, it's very graceful and fluid. Beautiful. Okay, so moving up, third chakra is fire, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and for this one here is is the sound of Ram, R-A-M. Ram, 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 Ram. And you'll feel your navel pulling back, and you can even place your hands on your solar plexus, which is right in the very center of your body. It's actually more powerful than the heart because you can feel the heart's kind of up and to the left. This one's right at the apex of the ribs. I would use uh, basil or lemon here to really fire this place up. Uh, it's about in, uh, like self-esteem. So if you can really sit in this place in your body and breathe from the solar plexus, then you're valuing yourself. You're in that shining gem. 
uh, you can heal the victim also. This is a big part of the of the solar plexus is not blaming other people as though they're doing something to you, but really taking your power back and knowing that you're the only one who can find your own love and your own peace and your own power. Don't give that responsibility to anybody else. The uh, heart chakra in four is, of course, a very sweet one. It's our ability to love and be loved. Um, it's right to the left, as I mentioned, of your chest. And when this one comes out of balance, uh, you feel as though you're giving, 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 uh, and not the ability to receive something back. So working with the with the air element of the body, of like receiving that inhale and staying with the exhale. The exhale is that cleansing that we talked about before. And in this chapter of the book, we're starting to work with, you know, delight and joy with a lot of us have blocks. We don't feel like we deserve to feel happier, to feel joy in our lives. So the opening of the heart is really good here, receiving sense of forgiveness. And this is one of my favorite blends here. I use um, Lang Lang and geranium for, for nice heart opening. It's very sweet. Of course, if you have rose, rose is a good one, too. Um, but these are really nice scents to help you get into the heart. And, of course, all of that um, love consciousness moves us directly into the throat where we use the sound of hom. And the way I remember hom is like ham sandwich, so mm. H-A-M. And then um, yam for the heart, Y-A-M would be um, like yum, like yum, 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 but yum, 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 yum for the heart and hom for the throat. The throat, um, good oils for this would be cypress or fern needle. Those are nice tall trees that kind of give the cylinder of the throat that sort of outdoor, you know, the branches reaching towards the sky. There's this almost a sense of etherness that they're reaching to. And, of course, this is our freedom, our freedom to say what we mean, our freedom to express ourselves. Um, there's a channeling that happens here through mantra meditations. When you start to bring, again, that sound into the system, you can literally change the chemistry and, and the molecular structure of your DNA just by chanting um, high vibrational words. So this is yeah. a great work. And these, these words, as, as Erica's saying, guys, have a frequency. And I was just reading in one of my myofascial books, we are 70% water. Right, mm -hmm. so those those frequencies they they vibrate through our whole system at a cellular level. So do not yes. underestimate the power of sound. And I'm I want you to clarify for people just before we go keep going because it's so fascinating. Um, <laughs> a couple a couple of things. So these words like lum and rum, do they mean anything or are they just sounds? Because you know mm -hmm. certain people might have religious beliefs or be uncomfortable. And I always really like to try to tell people in my classes what a mantra means like if mm -hmm. we're going to chant it so is, is do these sounds mean anything or are they just sounds so yeah it's a great question i totally agree with that it is it is just sound but it's it's spoken in the language of sanskrit which is uh, a three-dimensional language it literally if we were to try to put um the language in a three 3D model, you would see the molecular structure of these words because they've went through the test of time. They've been instilled down to the purest of sounds, like lam and vam and ram. Um, it's it's like the old um, you know cavemen pointing at the sun and saying ra ra ra. You know, like this is like the essence of human sound. And when we start to chant them, like you said, that that 3D structure of the word is vibrating the water in our body and as we know water has memory so you actually hold on to these vibrations and when you hold on to something of highest vibration you have the ability to attract right because you, you are what you what you're what you say the words are very powerful 
Got it. But if someone was concerned about wanting to know what they're saying, these vowels aren't like, like, for example, when we, when we chant um, Satnam in Kundalini, right? It means like truth is my identity. These don't mean anything specific in the sense of translating to something like that. They just resonate the energy of the chakra, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, it's uh, the expression of energy at this purest sounds through words. Perfect. Yes, but, okay. But no, no religious connotation at all. Perfect, because I know people are going to want to know that. And then the other question I just wanted to stop you at is I know when you when you gave us the oil suggestions for the third chakra, you said you'd put the oil underneath your belly button, right? So when you've suggested the oils for these other places like heart or root or throat, are you applying the oil to that part of the body or are you diffusing mm-hmm. it or do you have a different way you like to sort of ingest the oil for each chakra? I know I'm getting very specific. So you can place them anywhere on the body. It, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. Distilling them is good because they you smell them, they get into the bloodstream. I like to place them um, based on the location of where the chakra is. The root chakra is at the base of my spine, so you could put it right above the pubic bone, navel uh, chakra, the sound of vom, right below the navel, the solar plexus, the sound of Ram, right at the solar plexus, the heart, the sound of Yam, remember Yam, 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 for the heart, right at the heart center, the throat could be done on the throat. Just by placing your hands there, you're telling your attention where to flow its energy. You know, we all know that where our attention goes, the energy flows. So you're placing it there to enhance the energy at that location. Throat chakra is Ham, H-A-M, like Ham sandwich. For sixth chakra? The indigo is om, O-M, a little lavender here, some lang lang would be great. It's um, working with your imagination, turning the eyes up and in at the third eye is really good, especially if you feel like you're misguided anyway, or you have um, this sense of, of blocked vision, or um, you're not able to really get your, your vision to match, match what it is you do during the day. This is a great place to focus. Really nice. And then, of course, we land finally at the crown, which is uh, the the very um, 10th gate of the chakras, like it brings us into this connection with divine, one family, one love, one body, one source, you know, beyond religion, beyond dogma, just in that place of energy. And the sound there is silent. Mm -hmm. So we really open up, yeah, open up our hearing, our listening, and good oils for that would be clary sage um, and spearmint. Spearmint to me is a very elevated um, mint and it's a plant. Okay, so coming up on our last questions, this mm-hmm. is a great one. How to live your everyday life with chakra awareness came from someone in our Facebook community. Mm-hmm. Such a good li- one. That is a really good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really good. Again, monitoring the pain and the suffering in your life. That's a way to indicate that you need to turn in. And when you turn in, you're learning your system. And the way that you do that is you create your own safety. You create new habits. You create new programs. You reparent yourself. You experience them. So above all, start to see and feel your experiences in this non-judgmental way. And that's really why we've made this book for you, is to help you do that. And it sounds like pain is the big indicator. Like pain is the big teacher. Like where you're feeling pain, that you can relate that. You can use the chakras as um, a framework with which to analyze your pain and then be able to do something about it, basically, right? Yeah, and to not fear pain anymore. Pain, pain is the only thing that's going to uh, um, give us a reason to look in. It's our right? friendly We're, teacher, as I like to say. It's our friendly teacher, yes. Look in and see where you can place more love. Beautiful. And because we have so many teachers, actually, in the Yoga Hackers group and in my Uplifted community, the other question that – and maybe our last question um, – is 
people wanted to know what's the most important concept about the chakras to share with our yoga students for people who are teachers and or maybe just the easiest way to explain chakras to others. That was something else people asked. Mm, okay. What's your kind of go-to that you tell people? <laughs> if you're asked what the chakras are, I, I always say that there are seven, inter- seven centers of energy along the spine that really represent this level of personalized growth that depends on you being able to release any attachment from the outside and look in. And when you look in, you bring infinite change. You have the ability to face yourself. You have the ability to acknowledge pain. And that is the only way to come in true contact with your purpose. Beautiful. Erica, thank you so much for coming on the show. We are going to post all the information about Angelus, her upcoming book, which is available through Indiegogo right now, below mm, for Kickstarter. all of you. Through Kickstarter. Yeah, we switched to Kickstarter. Yeah, <gasps> definitely. Okay. Well, we're going to put the link below because your first book was on Indiegogo. So it was. Uh, apologies, it was. everyone. I will triple check the link with Erica. It's going to be below so you can go check it out. And if you're not part of the Facebook group, please join yogahackscommunity.com. If you want to go deeper with me and Erica because she has member-only classes available in Uplifted, definitely check out Uplifted as well. We have so much cool stuff coming up. Upliftedyoga.com. We would love, love, love to see you in there. We hope you guys have a magical, chakra-filled, beautiful rest of your day. So much love. From our hearts to yours, namaste. Namaste. yoga, we learn about the ancient science of the chakras. These are immensely profound tools for bringing more balance into your life. The chakra teachings are about transformation and have personally helped us through some of the toughest times in our lives. After hosting 11 chakra-based retreats around the globe, I am compiling my most valuable practices into a book called Angelus. Angelus is a contemporary chakra workbook that will help you align with these seven energy centers along your spine. We feel so strongly about the value of this book that we decided to make one sample chapter. With your help, we can make the remaining six chapters and finish the entire book. The book consists of seven chapters, each chapter outlining one chakra at a time. Each chapter offers a relatable story about a heroine who finds the courage to face her own pain. Three emotionally connected yoga sequences, illustrated with easy to comprehend asana glyphs that guide you through your own healing, and a transformational creative exercise that helps you recreate your thought patterns. Don't worry if you're new to yoga, or if you find it hard to carve out personal time for yourself. We have over 21 all-level yoga exercises, and have included beginner meditations to help you find peace of mind. Rose has taken the art direction of this book to a level that I did not even know was possible. It is a true privilege to be working with her. And I have attended three of Erica's retreats and they were truly transformational. And when she spoke of Angela's, I was immediately drawn to the opportunity to give my art a higher purpose. For this book, I designed the creative concept, meaning all the outfits, the scenery and the props. I decided to give all the chapters a completely different look to help you relate to the chakras on an intuitive level. We invite you to join us on this experiential journey. Mastering the chakras is not a mysterious talent. It's a skill that can be learned and will make your life more positive. So help us make this happen and pre-order your own experiential chakra workbook. 
including seven relatable stories about the chakras, 21 heartwarming yoga sequences, seven transformational creative exercises, plus beginner meditations for peace of mind. Thank you and namaste.